Good morning. Let's begin our service by singing hymn number 86. God's glory is a wondrous thing, most strange in all its ways, and of all things on earth, least like what men agree to praise. And of all things on earth, least like what men agree to praise. Hymn number 86.
The scriptural will be given by Janet from Georgia. Genesis. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. And God said, let there be light. And there was light. And God saw the light, that it was good. And God divided the light from the darkness. And God said, let us make man in our image, after our likeness, and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the fowl of the air, and over the cattle, and over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he him. Male and female created he them. And God blessed them. And God said unto them, Be fruitful and multiply, and replenish the earth, and subdue it, and have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the fowl of the air, and over every living thing that moveth upon the earth. And God saw everything that he had made, and behold, it was very good. Let us now have a moment of silent prayer and follow with the Lord's Prayer and its spiritual interpretation as given in the Christian Science textbook. Our Father, which art in heaven. Our Father, Mother, God, all harmonious. Hallowed be thy name. Adorable one. Thy kingdom come. Thy kingdom is come. Thou art ever present. Thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Enable us to know, as in heaven, so on earth, God is omnipotent, supreme. Give us this day our daily bread. Give us grace for today. Feed the famished affections and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And love is reflected in love. And lead us 
not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. And God leadeth us not into temptation, but delivereth us from sin, disease, and death. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever. For God is infinite, all power, all life, truth, love, over all and all. Let's now sing hymn number 347. Though mountains may depart from thee and hills be far removed, his kindness shall remain with thee, his covenant be proved. Hymn number 347. Good morning and welcome to the Sunday morning service of the Plainfield Christian Science Church Independent. We begin every Sunday here at 10 a.m. with our roundtable discussion. And we had another really good one this morning. 
So if you missed it, please catch it on our website, plainfieldcs.com. And you'll also be able to find it on our YouTube channel, if you are so inclined. We have a Sunday school for children that meets at 11 a.m. every Sunday. And that Sunday school has its own teleconference number, so that if you have a child of Sunday school age and don't live in the area, your child can still attend by phone. So call us if you do, and we'll be happy to give you the number. And would love to welcome your child to our Sunday school. We have a testimony meeting every Wednesday evening at 8.15, where you can hear testimonies of healings and lives saved through the study and practice of Christian science. And at all of our services, we have a nursery for infants and toddlers, so we can take care of everybody. And this week begins a new quarter and a new month, so for those of you in Plainfield that haven't picked up your quarterly or your April full-text lesson sermon booklet, don't forget to do so. There's a good supply in the foyer. And we will have another Bible study this coming Saturday. That'll be April 3rd, day before Easter. And the Bible study question is already on the website, so check it out. And please join us next this coming Saturday at 10 a.m. for a lively discussion. We have several websites, many of whom are in languages other than English. And we are attempting to reach as many people in the world as possible with the Word of God. Many of you translate articles, lessons, and other things, even books, for these websites. And for those of you who do the translating, we are extremely grateful to you for doing so. Everything that we provide on all of these websites is provided free of charge to whoever in the world finds them. And that is why we appreciate those of you who contribute financially to this great cause. One of the f articles that is featured on our English website, which I'd like to point out, is very short but really good article by Peter V. Ross entitled, How Can You Help Yourself? If you're wondering what you can do about a problem you might have, this is a really good article. How Can You Help Yourself? by Peter V. Ross. Everyone is welcome here. And that includes all of you who are listening and participating from around the world. And now we will have the reading of a testimony from Science and Health, which attests to the healing power obtained by studying the Christian Science textbook. And that reading will be given this morning by Annie from Virginia. From page 682, Many Troubles Overcome. In the second chapter of 1 Peter, ninth verse, I read that you shall, 
excuse me, that you should know, show forth the praises of him who hath called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. The periodicals so wisely established by our leader give us one means of showing forth the praises of truth. From the darkness of physical pain and weariness into the light of wholeness and joyousness in work and living, from the darkness of a clouded sight into the light of clearer vision, from the darkness of doubt and discord into the marvelous light of the reality of good. This is what a reading of the Christian Science textbook has done for me. At the time the book was lent to me, I was teaching in the public schools of Chicago, and absences from my work on account of illness were of frequent occurrence. For five weeks, I had been under the care of a specialist from an organic trouble, and he said I would have to come as many more months before a cure could be effected. At this time, science and health was brought to my notice. I never thought of such a thing as being healed by the reading of the book, but by my thought was so changed that I was healed, not only of the organic trouble, but of blurred eyesight, fatigue, and a train of other discordant manifestations. I did not go back to the position until four months later to pay my bill, which, by the way, was more than five times the price of the science and health I had purchased. From the time I read the book, I taught steadily without losing time for my work. I was helped, too, with my work in many other ways. Through reading the textbook, I learned that God has given us strength to do all we have to do, and that it is the things we do not have to do, the envying, strife, emulating, vainglorying, and so on, that leave in their wake fatigue and discord. Gratitude to our beloved leader, Mrs. Eddy, and to her faithful students, with whom I afterwards became associated, can be expressed only by daily efforts to put into practice what has been taught. T.H.A. Madison, Wisconsin. The lesson sermon for this morning can be found on page 26 of the Independent Christian Science Quarterly. Subject, Reality. The Golden Text, Isaiah. Since the beginning of the world, men have not heard nor perceived by the ear, neither hath the eye seen, O God, beside thee, what he hath prepared for him that waiteth for him. The responsive reading is also from Isaiah. But now thus saith the Lord that created thee, O Jacob, and he that formed thee, O Israel, fear not, for I have redeemed thee, I have called thee by thy name, thou art mine. When thou passest through the waters, I will be with thee. And through the rivers, they shall not overflow thee. When thou walkest through the fire, thou shalt not be burned, neither shall the flame kindle upon thee. Since thou wast precious in my sight, 
Thou hast been honorable, and I have loved thee. Therefore will I give men for thee, and people for thy life. Fear not, for I am with thee. I will bring thy seed from the east, and gather thee from the west. I will say to the north, Give up, and to the south, Keep not back. Bring my sons from far, and my daughters from the ends of the earth, even everyone that is called by my name. For I have created him for my glory. I have formed him, yea, I have made him. Florence will now read. I will read from the Bible, Exodus. Now Moses kept the flock of Jethro, his father-in-law, the priest of Midian, and he led the flock to the backside of the desert and came to the mountain of God, even to Oreb. And the Lord said, Come now, therefore, and I will send thee unto Pharaoh, that thou mayest bring forth my people, the children of Israel, out of Egypt. And Moses answered and said, But behold, they will not believe me, nor hearken unto my voice. For they will say, The Lord hath not appeared unto thee. And the Lord said unto him, What is in thine hand? And he said, A rod. And he said, cast it on the ground and he cast it on the ground and it became a serpent and Moses fled from before it and the Lord said unto Moses put forth thine hand and take it by the tail and he put forth his hand and caught it and it became a rod in his hand that they may believe that the Lord God of their fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob hath appeared unto thee. And the Lord said furthermore unto him, Put now thine hand into thy bosom. And he put his hand into his bosom. And when he took it out, behold, his hand was leprous as snow, and he said, Put thine hand into thy bosom again. And he put his hand into his bosom again, and plucked it out of his bosom. And behold, it was turned again as his other flesh. Second Kings. Then the king of Syria warred against Israel, and took counsel with his servants, saying, in such and such a place shall be my camp. And the man of God sent unto the king of Israel, saying, Beware that thou pass not such a place, for thither the Syrians are come down. And the king of Israel sent to the place which the man of God told him and warned him of, and saved himself there not once nor twice. 
Therefore the heart of the king of Syria was sore troubled for this thing. And he called his servants and said unto them, Will ye not show me which of us is for the king of Israel? And one of his servants said, None, my lord, O king, but Elisha, the prophet that is in Israel, telleth the king of Israel the words that thou speakest in thy bedchamber. And he said, Go and spy where he is, that I may send and fetch him. And it was told him, saying, Behold, he is in Dothan. Therefore sent he thither horses and chariots and a great host. And they came by night and compassed the city about. And when the servant of the man of God was risen early and gone forth, Behold, an host compassed the city both with horses and chariots. And his servant said unto him, Alas, my master, how shall we do? And he answered, Fear not, for they that be with us are more than they that be with them. And Elisha prayed and said, Lord, I pray thee, open his eyes that he may see. And the Lord opened the eyes of the young man, and he saw. And behold, the mountain was full of horses and chariots of fire round about Elisha. Mark. Jesus called his disciples unto him, and they came to Jericho. And as he went out of Jericho with his disciples and a great number of people, Blind Bartimaeus, the son of Timaeus, sat by the highway side begging. And when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to cry out and say, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. And many charged him that he should hold his peace. But he cried the more a great deal, thou son of David, have mercy on me. And Jesus stood still and commanded him to be called. And they called the blind man, saying unto him, Be of good comfort, rise, he calleth thee. And he, casting away his garment, rose and came to Jesus. And Jesus answered and said unto him, What wilt thou that I should do unto thee? And the blind man said unto him, Lord, that I might receive my sight. And Jesus said unto him, Go thy way, thy faith hath made thee whole. And immediately he received his sight and followed Jesus in the way. Matthew, be ye therefore perfect, even as your Father which is in heaven is perfect. Second Corinthians. Therefore, seeing we have this ministry, as we have received mercy, we faint not. But if our gospel be hid, it is hid to them that are lost, in whom the God of this world hath blinded the minds of them which believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. 
For God who commanded the light to shine out of darkness has shined in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. We are troubled on every side, yet not distressed. We are perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, but not forgotten. Cast down, but not destroyed. For which cause we faint not, but though our outward man perish, yet the inward man is renewed day by day. For our light affliction, which is but for a moment, worketh for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. While we look not at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporal, but the things which are not seen are eternal. Ephesians We are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God hath before ordained that we should walk in them. Bruce will now read. I will read correlative passages from the Christian Science Textbook, Science and Health with Key to the Scriptures, by Mary Baker Eddy. All reality is in God and His creation, harmonious and eternal. From beginning to end, whatever is mortal is composed of material human beliefs and of nothing else. That only is real which reflects God. Entirely separate from the belief and dream of material living, is the life divine, revealing spiritual understanding and the consciousness of man's dominion over the whole earth. This understanding casts out error and heals the sick, and with it you can speak as one having authority. The Hebrew lawgiver, slow of speech, despaired of making the people understand what should be revealed to him. When led by wisdom to cast down his rod, he saw it become a serpent. Moses fled before it. But wisdom bade him come back and handle the serpent. And then Moses' fear departed. In this incident was seen the actuality of science. Matter was shown to be a belief only. The serpent, evil, under wisdom's bidding, was destroyed through understanding divine science. And this proof 
was a staff upon which to lean. The illusion of Moses lost its power to alarm him when he discovered that what he apparently saw was really but a phase of mortal belief. It was scientifically demonstrated that leprosy was a creation of mortal mind and not a condition of matter. When Moses first put his hand into his bosom and drew it forth white as snow with the dread disease, and presently restored his hand to its natural condition by the same simple process. God had lessened Moses' fear by this proof in divine science, and the inward voice became to him the voice of God, which said, It shall come to pass, if they will not believe thee, neither hearken to the voice of the first sign, that they will believe the voice of the latter sign. And so it was in the coming centuries when the science of being was demonstrated by Jesus, who showed his students the power of mind by changing water into wine and taught them how to handle serpents unharmed, to heal the sick and cast out evils in proof of the supremacy of mind. When understanding changes the standpoints of life and intelligence from a material to a spiritual basis, we shall gain the reality of life, the control of soul over sense, and we shall perceive Christianity or truth in its divine principle. This must be the climax before harmonious and immortal man is obtained and his capabilities revealed. It is highly important, in view of the immense work to be accomplished before this recognition of divine science can come, to turn our thoughts towards divine principle that finite belief may be prepared to relinquish its error. Critics should consider that the so-called mortal man is not the reality of man. Then they would behold the signs of Christ's coming. Christ as the spiritual or true idea of God, comes now as of old, preaching the gospel to the poor, healing the sick, and casting out evils. Is it error 
which is restoring an essential element of Christianity, namely apostolic divine healing? No, it is the science of Christianity which is restoring it and is the light shining in darkness, which the darkness comprehends not. The material body and mind are temporal, but the real man is spiritual and eternal. The identity of the real man is not lost, but found through this explanation. For the conscious infinitude of existence and of all identity is thereby discerned and remains unchanged. It is impossible that man should lose aught that is real when God is all and eternally his. The notion that mind is in matter and that the so-called pleasures and pains the birth, sin, sickness, and death of matter are real, is a mortal belief. And this belief is all that will ever be lost. Continuing our definition of man, let us remember that harmonious and immortal man has existed forever and is always beyond and above the mortal illusion of any life, substance, and intelligence as existent in matter. This statement is based on fact, not fable. What is the model before mortal mind? Is it imperfection, joy, sorrow, sin, suffering? Have you accepted the mortal model? Are you reproducing it? Then you are haunted in your work by vicious sculptors and hideous forms. Do you not hear from all mankind of the imperfect model? The world is holding it before your gaze continually. The result is that you are liable to follow these lower patterns, limit your life work, and adopt into your experience the angular outline and deformity of matter models. To remedy this, we must first turn our gaze in the right direction, and then walk that way. We must form perfect models in thought and look at them continually, or we shall never carve them out in grand and noble lives.
let unselfishness, goodness, mercy, justice, health, holiness, love, the kingdom of heaven reign within us and sin, disease, and death will diminish until they finally disappear. All the real is eternal. Perfection underlies reality. Without perfection, nothing is wholly real. All things will continue to disappear until perfection appears and reality is reached. We must give up the spectral at all points. We must not continue to admit the somethingness of superstition, but we must yield up all belief in it and be wise. The Christ-like understanding of scientific being and divine healing includes a perfect principle and idea. Perfect God and perfect man as the basis of thought and demonstration. If man was once perfect, but has now lost his perfection, then mortals have never beheld in man the reflex image of God. The lost image is no image. The true likeness cannot be lost in divine reflection. Understanding this, Jesus said, be ye therefore perfect, even as your Father, which is in heaven, is perfect. Let the perfect model be present in your thoughts. Let us now have a moment of silent prayer for our world.
Let's now sing hymn number 206. O God, our Father, Mother, love, purge thou our hearts from sin, that in thy radiancy divine we may with eyes undimmed define thy will, reality. Hymn number 206.
And then I thought my dream was changed The street no longer rang Hushed were the glad hosannas The little children sang The sun grew dark with mystery The morn was cold and chill As the shadow of a cross Once again, the scene was changed, the earth there seemed to be. I saw the holy city beside the tideless sea. The light of God was on the streets, the gates were open wide, and all who would might enter. And
let that one sink in. <laughs> Let's now sing hymn number 425. O weary pilgrim, lift your head, for joy cometh in the morning. For God in his own word hath said that joy cometh in the morning. Joy cometh in the morning. Weeping may endure for a night, but joy cometh in the morning. Hymn number 425. Christian Science Textbook, The Scientific Statement of Being, in the correlative passage <clears throat> from 1 John 3rd chapter. There is no life, truth, intelligence, nor substance in matter. All is infinite mind, 
its infinite manifestation. For God is all in all. Spirit is immortal truth. Matter is mortal error. Spirit is the real and eternal. Matter is the unreal and temporal. Spirit is God, and man is His image and likeness. Therefore, man is not material; he is spiritual. Behold, what manner of love that Father has bestowed upon us, that we shall be called the sons of God. Therefore, the world knoweth not, because it knew him not. Beloved. Now are we the sons of God, and it does not yet appear what we shall be, but we know that when He shall appear, we shall be like Him, for we shall see Him as He is. And every man that has this hope in Him purifies himself, even as He is pure. The Lord is my strength and my shield. My heart trusted in Him, and I am helped. Therefore, my heart greatly rejoices, and with my song will I praise Him. Amen.